0: Welcome on in to the No Huddle Show here from StubHub Center in Carson, California. I'm Matt Lombardo. Big win for the Eagles today over the Los Angeles Chargers, 26-24. to 24. And in a lot of ways, this was truly a character-defining win for an Eagles team. And what really became a de facto ninth home game with a majority of the fans in attendance, the 25,000-plus fans who were in the building at StubHub Center, the home of the L.A. Galaxy of the MLS, being Eagles fans. Eagles fans really made their presence felt, and of course, this is the No Huddle Show, and you can hear us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, and wherever else podcasts are found, YouTube, and all of those exciting places. If you could please subscribe, leave us a five-star review. That would be really appreciated. It helps us grow the show, but this was a win where if the Eagles go on to make the postseason, and in a wild day in the NFL that saw the Cowboys lose at home to the Los Angeles Rams, saw the the Giants dropped to 0-4 against Tampa Bay, and in the NFC South you saw the Buffalo Bills stun the Falcons in Atlanta. This is really an NFC that's wide open. It's a division that's wide open for an Eagles team that is sitting pretty at 3-1 after four weeks, and they have won two games in back-to-back weeks that were decided by a combined five points. One year after Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson and this Eagles team combined to go just 1-7 in games decided by seven points or fewer, there are a lot of positives to take away from this game. There are a lot of reasons the Eagles fans should be excited about what happened in this game. And I think that it all starts and ends with their ability to run the football, specifically with Legarrett Blunt. You look at Blunt on Sunday afternoon, he was really the battering ram for this offense, the driving force behind the ground game, finished with 136 yards rushing, maybe the most important run of the game, and certainly of this game in particular, but maybe of the season season so far and maybe more so than any single running play dating back to the snowball with Sean McCoy against the D- Detroit Lions at Lincoln Financial Field LeGarrette Garrett Blunt that 68 yard run in the fourth quarter, just after the Chargers pulled it to within 19 to 17, really sealed the deal for this team because the Eagles ultimately capped that drive with a rushing touchdown to Wendell Smallwood. But you look at what Garrett Blunt was able to do just two weeks after a game against the Kansas City Chiefs where he was held to one touch, his only carry of the game negated by a penalty, he comes out two weeks later and puts up a monster game. 136 yards rushing. He was running angry. It was a violent downhill running style, running over and through opposing linebackers and safeties and defensive tackles. According to Pro Football Focus, Blunt actually picked up 127 of his 136 rushing yards after contact. Which when you think about that, that's pretty astonishing compared to where Garrett Blunt was just 2 weeks ago and what the Eagles have been over the last 2 games. Corey Clement, the undrafted rookie free agent running back, said afterwards that this team really fed off of the fact that Blunt was running, quote unquote, pissed off in this game. He was running through people, running over people he wasn't going to be denied. And at the end of the day, it was that ground attack, that running game that paved the way for this offense. And it was a a solid effort from all the running backs to combine for 136 yards for Blunt and a total of 212 yards total for Smallwood and Clement and Blunt combined, that's a big step forward, particularly for an offense that two weeks ago had people picketing outside of the Novacare complex, calling for Doug Peterson to run the ball more effectively, to run the ball and have a more balanced offense. That's what we've had over the last two weeks. That's what we've had. And Smallwood had a big day today. Corey Clement had a big day today. And I think the game ball for this game goes not only to Garrett Blunt but also the offensive line. You look at this offensive line that came into today's game with so many question marks, so many things to go into this game with Isaac Sayamalu, not just benched, but inactive. Real interesting going into this game during the pregame warmups. It was Isaac Sayamalu in one end zone with offensive line coach Jeff Stoutland, basically getting in some one-on-one work while the rest of the offensive line was warming up with the teammates on the other side of the field. He kind of had the feeling that something was up. And as it turns out, Sayamalu was inactive. Last week, the Eagles had a rotation at left guard where it was Stefan Wisniewski and it was Chance Warmack, and I thought and a lot of people in the media and fans across Twitter as well seemed to believe that Stefan Wisniewski did enough to win that starting left guard job last week and put an end to this rotating carousel, but that wasn't the case this week. It was a, a rotation again with Warmack and Wisniewski, and not only did they pave the way to 212 yards rushing, which was really the focal point of the entire offense, but They only allowed one sack. This was a pretty prolific and one of the more dynamic pass rushers in the NFL with Joey Bosa, the first-round pick from a year ago out of Ohio State, and Melvin Ingram, who entered this game with five-and-a-half sacks. They only gave up one sack to Carson Wentz. Now, Wentz was pressured from time to time today, seemed to hold on to the football a little bit too long in some cases, and, and, and certainly not a perfect effort from the offensive line. But you look at the fact that they had 212 yards rushing, And one sack, that's about as impressive as you're going to get. I know that it was a de facto home game. I know the Eagles fans took it over. But still, to be on the road after flying cross country and having this offensive line put forth that kind of performance today, it just underscores the development of this offense and the development of this team. And you walk through that locker room after the game, you talk to the veteran players who have been here, the Zach Ertz's of the world, the Jason Peters's of the world. And they all, to a man, talk about a snowball in confidence. They all talk about, as Zach Ertz put it after the game, playing with purpose, and that winning is contagious. Winning breeds more winning, and that's something that LeGarrette Blunt has talked about over the past couple weeks, certainly with his experience winning two of the last four Super Bowls with the New England Patriots. That's something that this Eagles team is starting to identify with, and I think that if you want to look for one big-picture takeaway from Sunday's game, it's the fact that this team is now figuring out a way to win one score games. That's what championship contenders do. That's what teams that are going to compete for the playoffs that's what teams that are going to fight for the division in in, in a rough and tumble division such as the NFC East they figure out a way to win games such as Sunday to win games where things aren't always going your way where the defense isn't always getting off the field going three and out where the wide receivers Alshon Jeffrey and Torrey Smith aren't having the perfect game where Alshon catches a touchdown but only finishes with 29 receiving yards where uh, Torrey Smith drops another pass struggling to catch the Football. And yet, at the end of the day, you look up at the scoreboard and it reads Eagles 26, Chargers 24. That's a character win. And anytime you go on the road, whether it's on the road to Giants at MetLife Stadium or on the road to FedEx Field where the Eagles open the season with a win, or you fly cross country to Los Angeles where you haven't played in decades, and yes, your fans took over the building, but it's still a cross country trip and you win that football game, that's a character defining win. That's what playoff caliber teams are able to do. Now, I also want to talk a little bit about Carson Wentz today because the numbers aren't going to bear out that this was his strongest performance. The numbers aren't going to say that Carson Wentz put this offense on his back and won the football game. But in the big picture, in the grand scheme of things, that might be a good thing. And that's probably a great thing for the development of this team. I said after the game last week against the Giants that that was a coming-of-age moment for Carson Wentz in his development as a quarterback, that that was a defining moment in the early portion of his career in his 19th start since being drafted number two overall last spring in 2016. But today... It was a coming-of-age moment for the entire team because he didn't have to do it all. That Doug Peterson didn't put the weight of the world, the weight of the offense on Carson Wentz's shoulders, and he went out there and had a modest statistical performance, 17 of 31 for 242 yards passing and one touchdown. But number one... He led a fourth-quarter scoring drive when the Chargers looked like they seized the momentum. Number two, he had a turnover-free game for the second consecutive week. And number three, it's the second time in as many games that he orchestrated a win in a game that was decided by seven points or less. I know I keep talking about that during this podcast, but that's huge. This was not necessarily, and he shouldn't have been expected to be in his rookie season, this was not necessarily a clutch quarterback last year but Carson Wentz is showing that he can turn in those clutch performances when his team needs them the most that's what he did on Sunday. That's what he was able to do for this offense, because the numbers weren't gaudy. The statistics weren't going to bowl you over. They weren't overwhelming. But when the Eagles needed a big throw, when Carson Wentz needed to stretch the field, he did it, such as that big gain to Zach Ertz, and Ertz once again led the team in receiving. When he, they needed a scramble, Carson Wentz dove to the sticks and moved the chains and got a first down and, and, and a drive that could have stalled otherwise. So it wasn't a, a statistical masterpiece, but the This was the type of win that the Eagles can hang their hats on and say, not only are we developing and coming together as a team, but this quarterback continues to show why we drafted him number two overall in 2016, continues to show why he has all of the trappings to be a franchise quarterback and why people by and large are so excited about him. I thought this game was won by the offense, just like last week. I thought against the Giants that it was the defense holding serve at the end of this for, uh, the after, at the end of the first half when they stopped the Giants on the one-yard line after Doug Peterson's mysterious fourth and eight decision and then came back out after halftime and held the Giants to three and out and did enough in that second half to win the game to see, despite giving up 21 fourth-quarter points. I thought that today the Eagles won the game in spite of their defense. I didn't think the defense played particularly well. I know they only gave up 58 yards rushing to Melvin Gordon, but Gordon isn't necessarily a top flight running back in this league. I thought, in a lot of ways, the secondary, the flaws in the secondary, the holes in the secondary due to injury, with Ronald Darby still being out, with Corey Graham being out, with some of the depth being depleted there with Jalen Watkins. I-, I thought that they were kind of exposed today, particularly Rasul Douglas. And Jalen Mills had a decent game, you know, late in the fourth quarter, but I I thought he didn't play all that well other than a nice pass break up along the sideline. Russell Douglas got beaten on a double move on a long touchdown to Tyrell Williams. And that just goes to show you that speed at the wide receiver position is going to be an Achilles heel for this secondary. I I like Rasul Douglas. We've talked about ever since training camp that he's a physical corner, that he can be a little bit grabby at times. He'll make a big play for you, as he did last week with the interception off Eli Manning. But I didn't think Rasul Douglas played particularly well today. And I thought the fact that for the second consecutive game, this team struggled in the fourth quarter this week, giving up 14 Fourth quarter points, that could be an issue later on. That could be an issue when you play a a more savvy playoff caliber football team late in the year when you play an Oakland Raiders team on Christmas day at Lincoln Financial Field when you play the Dallas Cowboys once in primetime down in Dallas once up here in Philly when you have a defense that struggles to get off the field late in games when you have a defense that gives up the fourth quarter points that they've given up the last couple of weeks I think that's an area for concern now I'm not going to hold it completely against this defense because Fletcher Cox was out of commission and anytime you're missing one of your two best. Defense defensive players, it's going to leave a mark. It's going to make you struggle a little bit, particularly up front. But I didn't think that they played all that well today. Philip Rivers didn't quite have it in him to take advantage of those weaknesses late. And the Eagles running game, to their credit, kept the ball out of the Chargers' hands. And they moved the chains, not only on the touchdown drive to Wendell Smallwood, but they ended the game in the victory formation because of their ability to run the football. But I don't think that the defense necessarily was the catalyst to win this game. And to be honest with you, that's okay. That's quite all right because like we've talked a lot in this podcast about playoff contending teams and teams that want to make noise in the NFC. It's not always going to be a pretty effort. It's not going to be complete domination in all phases. There are going to be games where the offense lifts the defense across the finish line. There are going to be games where the defense forces three, four turnovers and pitches a shutout. But it's winning the games when not all phases are working in perfect order that help define a team in today's NFL where the talent discrepancy from the team with the best record to the team with the worst record, as we saw today with New England going down in Foxborough, as we've seen. Sometimes it's the more complete team that gets the job done. Sometimes it's the team that plays the better football game on that day that seals the deal and overcomes the lack of talent. That's what today's NFL is all about. And the Eagles win on Sunday against the Chargers underscores a lot of that. And the one area we haven't really touched on all that much in this podcast has been the special teams unit. You talk about Jake Elliott, a kid who was a fifth round rookie with the Cincinnati Bengals on their practice squad. Caleb Sturgis gets hurt in week one. The Eagles scoop him up. He comes in in his, first, his second game, one week after missing a 30-yarder against the Chiefs, comes in after missing a field goal earlier in the game, knocks a 61-yarder, lifts the Eagles to a victory last week, 27-24, to 24. and here again in Los Angeles against the Chargers, a four for four day, a 52-yard field goal with plenty of leg. He's becoming a folk hero in this town. And you think about that, a 52-yard field goal, a kicker who you have the confidence in sending out there from 50 yards, from 60 yards, that takes a lot of pressure off your offense and it certainly takes a lot of pressure off your defense when you can score on special teams, when you can have a field goal who can be that dynamic, a field goal kicker who can be that dynamic from that distance, that certainly goes a long way towards you establishing yourself as a complete team, a team that can beat you in, in all phases. And that's what I really think the Eagles are turning into right now. And and, and lastly, I think we have to talk a little bit about Doug Peterson because Doug Peterson is a head coach who hasn't been given that much latitude from the fan base, who's taken on a lot of criticism from Eagles fans over the last two or three weeks, and certainly over the three weeks to open up the season. There were people picketing outside of Novacare calling for him to run the ball more often than he did. And what happens? Last week, the Eagles respond in kind and run for 193 yards against the Giants. This week, it's 214 yards. It's a balanced attack. They spread the ball around. But even more so... Doug's instilling an attitude on this team. Doug Peterson is instilling an attitude of a familial atmosphere with a team that has some veterans like Jason Peters and Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson. And defensively, it's Malcolm Jenkins and Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox. But it's also a really young football team with a franchise quarterback in the making who was the number two overall pick in 2016. With, uh, you know, a, a, a defensive lineup that is starting a second year, seventh round draft pick in Jalen Mills. A fifth round a third round rookie rather in Rasul Douglas this year at cornerback who's been thrust into a a starting job in Ronald Darby's absence and this is a team that's starting to believe in itself this is a team that's starting to put together some confidence after the first four weeks of the year in which they've gone on the road for three of those games And, and they've they've basically established themselves as the team to beat in the NFC East I know going into the year, I looked at this Eagles team and I said, this, there's a chance they could wind up 0-3 to start and 1-3 and after the first four games. They flipped that on the head and they're 3-1, and they're atop the NFC East, and they have a lot of momentum in their sails. And, and as we talked about, as Garrett Blunt has said, winning is contagious and winning breeds born winning. And that attitude in a lot of ways starts at the top. It starts with the head coach. They were 7 and 9 a year ago and last week we can talk about all of the mysterious decisions that Doug Peterson has made. We can talk about the blunders uh, last season with some of the, you know, dumbfounding challenging calls and decisions to go for it or not go for it but I thought Doug had a a masterful game plan against the Chargers I don't think that you can point to any aspect of Sunday's game at least from an offensive standpoint and say that you know Doug didn't do the right thing I thought his play calling was as balanced as you're going to get you talk about a, a team that has struggled to run the ball in the past and Carson Wentz dropped back to pass it today 37 times They wound up running the football 34 times. So you look at that discrepancy, it's almost 50-50. It's almost an even split on the road against a team that has one of the better pass rushes in the league. And we talked all week about the value of running the football and taking that pressure off of your quarterback and putting that pass rush kind of in its place. And that's what they did today. And I think that Doug deserves a lot of credit for that. And I think that, you know, we're going to find out if we haven't already about what this team is over the next two weeks because after today you have a Arizona Cardinals team with Larry Fitzgerald, one of the best wide receivers to ever play the game, with a savvy veteran quarterback, although his skill set, similarly to Eli Manning and similarly to Phillip Rivers, is starting to diminish just a tad coming in here next week to Lincoln Financial Field. And this is going to be another battle. It's going to be another battle for the secondary. It's going to be a chance for the Eagles on their home turf to showcase this running game again. And then you have to get on a plane, and four days later, play the Carolina Panthers, a team that went in New en- into New England today and beat the Patriots. And Cam Newton is playing some terrific football, and they're they're incorporating uh, their rookie running back, Christian McCaffrey, into the fold pretty well through the first quarter of the season. But two games in eight days is is always a challenge. Two games in four days, rather, is always a challenge when you go from Sunday at home to Thursday night on the road. But There's nothing that we've seen from Doug Peterson over the first four games or at least over the last two weeks against the Giants and now against the Chargers that makes you think that they're not up to that challenge. That makes you think that they're not going to give their best shot to Arizona and then pick themselves right back off the canvas and go down to Carolina. And you think about the challenge that Doug has had to overcome over just this week. Losing Darren Sproles, who broke his arm and tore his ACL on the same play last week against the Giants, comes in today, the running game puts up 212 yards. Balanced offensive attack, gets all three running backs involved, and you wouldn't have even noticed that Darren Sproles was absent if you didn't know, just looking at the numbers, if you didn't know that he was out with those injuries. And that's a testament to the head coach. It's a testament to the head coach getting this game plan in place for exposing some of the weaknesses in the middle of that San Diego defensive line and capitalizing on them and getting this offense ready to play without one of its most respected leaders and its most dynamic weapon. So this was a big win for the Eagles. And I think that at 26 and 24 over the Chargers, at 3-1 and one is their record on the year, first place in the NFC East they are rightfully considered the favorite to win the division at this point. And we're going to look back at this stretch against the Giants and against the Chargers, and we're going to say that these were the two weeks where the Eagles really turned the corner on their season. These were the two weeks where Carson Wentz showed that he can win you tight games. These were the two weeks where you saw the running game assert its dominance and you saw Garrett Blunt become a focal point. And these were the two weeks where the defense survived a litany of injuries so there you have it here from StubHub Center in Carson, California Eagles beat the Chargers 26-24, to 24. I'm Matt Lombardo be sure to leave us that 5-star review, let us know what you think of the show subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Spreaker, SoundCloud iHeartRadio, all of those fun places, I'll be back with Elliot Shore Parks later in the week, thanks for listening we'll talk to you later on from the NovaCare Complex